0: Section five of the Boys and Girls Pliny, volume two by Pliny the Elder. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Book three, chapter five. Vigor of mind and courage. The most remarkable instance, I think, of vigor of mind in any man ever born was that of Caesar the dictator. I am not at present alluding to his valour and courage, nor yet his exalted genius which was capable of embracing everything under the face of heaven, but I am speaking of that innate vigour of mind which was so peculiar to him, and that promptness which seemed to act like a flash of lightning. We find it stated that he was able to write or read, and at the same time to dictate and listen he could dictate to his secretaries four letters at once, and those on the most important business. And indeed, if he was busy about nothing else, as many as seven. He fought as many as fifty pitched battles, being the only commander who exceeded M. Marcellus in this respect, he having fought only thirty-nine. In addition, too, to the victories gained by him in the civil wars, one million one hundred and ninety-two thousand men were slain by him in his battles for my own part however i am not going to set down as a subject for high renown what was really an outrage committed upon mankind even though he may have been acting under the strong influence of necessity and indeed he himself confesses as much in his omission to state the number of persons who perished by the sword in the civil wars With much more justice we may award credit to Pompey the Great, for having taken from the pirates no less than eight hundred and forty-six vessels. Though at the same time, over and above the great qualities previously mentioned, we must with equal justice give Caesar the peculiar credit of a remarkable degree of clemency, a quality in the exercise of which, even to repentance, he excelled all other individuals whatsoever. The same person has left us one instance of magnanimity to which there is nothing that can be at all compared while one who was an admirer of luxury might perhaps on this occasion have enumerated the spectacles which he exhibited the treasures which he lavished away and the magnificence of his public works i maintain that it was the great proof and an incomparable one of an elevated mind for him to have burnt with the most scrupulous carefulness the papers of pompey which were taken in his desk at the battle of pharsalia and those of scipio taken at thapsus without so much as reading them but now as it belongs fully as much to the glorious renown of the roman empire as to the victorious career of a single individual I shall proceed on this occasion to make mention of all the triumphs and titles of Pompey, the splendour of his exploits having equalled not only that of those of Alexander the Great, but even of Hercules and perhaps of Father Liber. Even footnote, or Bacchus, Father Liber is the name always given to him by Pliny, and a footnote. After having recovered Sicily, where he first commenced his career as a partisan of Scylla, but in behalf of the Republic, after having conquered the whole of Africa and reduced it to subjection, and after having received for his share of the spoil the title of Great, footnote, Magnus. Plutarch states that on his return from Africa, Scylla saluted him with the name of Magnus, which surname he ever afterwards retained he also says that the law did not allow a triumph to be granted to any one who was not either consul or praetor he was decreed the honors of a triumph and he though only of equestrian rank a thing that had never occurred before re-entered the city in the triumphal chariot immediately after which he hastened to the west where he left it inscribed on the trophy which he raised upon the pyrenees that he had by his victories reduced to subjection eight hundred and seventy-six cities, from the Alps to the borders of farther Spain. After having put an end to the civil war, which indeed was the primary cause of all the foreign ones, he, though still of only equestrian rank, again entered Rome in the triumphal chariot, having thus often proved himself a general before having been a common soldier. After this he was dispatched to the shores of all the various seas, and then to the east, whence he brought back to his country many titles of honor, resembling therein those who conquer at the sacred games, for, be it remembered, it is not they that are crowned, but their respective countries. Upon the shrine, in the temple of Minerva, which he consecrated from the spoils that he had gained, are these words, Cnaeus Pompeius Magnus, Imperator, having brought to an end a war of 30 years duration, and having defeated, routed, put to the sword, or received the submission of 12,278,000 men, having sunk or captured 846 vessels, having received as allies 1538 cities and fortresses, and having conquered all the country from the Meotis to the Red Sea, dedicates this shrine as a votive offering due to Minerva. Such, in a few words, is the sum of his exploits in the East. The following are the introductory words descriptive of the triumph which he celebrated on the 29th and 30th of September, in the consulship of M. Piso and M. Messala B.C. sixty one after having delivered the sea-coast from the pirates and restored the seas to the people of rome he enjoyed a triumph over asia pontus armenia paphlagonia cappadocia Sicilia, syria the scythians judea the albanians iberia the island of crete the basterni and in addition to all these the kings mithridates and tigranes the most glorious however of all glories resulting from these exploits was as he himself says in the speech which he made in public relative to his previous career that asia minor which he received as the boundary of the empire he left as its centre if any one should wish on the other hand in a similar manner to pass in review the exploits of caesar who has shown himself greater still than pompey then, he must enumerate all the countries in the world, a task, I may say, without an end. A minute inquiry, by whom the greatest valour has ever been exhibited, would lead to an endless discussion, especially if all the fables of the poets are to be taken for granted. Lucius Sicius Dentatus, who was tribune of the people in the consulship of Spurius Tarpeius and Aulus Aterius. B.C. 454, not long after the expulsion of the kings, has very numerous testimonies in his favour. This hero fought 120 battles, was eight times victorious in single combat, and was graced with 45 wounds in the front of the body, without one on the back. The same man also carried off 34 spoils, was 18 times presented with the victor's spear, footnote when a roman overcame an enemy with whom he had been personally engaged he took possession of some part of his armor and dress which might bear testimony to the victory this was termed the spolium. the words pura or victor's spear signify a lance without an iron head we are told that it was given to him who gained the first victory in a battle it was also regarded as an emblem of supreme power, and as a mark of the authority which one nation claimed over another. footnote. And received twenty-five pendants, eighty-three torques, or golden ornaments, one hundred and sixty bracelets, twenty-six crowns, a fisk, or chest of money, ten prisoners, and twenty oxen. He followed in the triumphal processions of nine generals who mainly owed their victory to his exertions besides all which a thing that i look upon as the most important of all his services he denounced to the people titus romilius one of the generals of the army at the end of his consulship and had him convicted of having made an improper use of his authority The military honours of Manlius Capitolinus would have been no less splendid than his, if they had not been all effaced at the close of his life. Before his seventeenth year, he had gained two spoils, and was the first of equestrian rank who received a mural crown. He also gained six civic crowns, thirty-seven donations, and had twenty-three scars on the forepart of his body he saved the life of P. Servilius, the master of the horse, receiving wounds on the same occasion on the shoulders and the thigh. Besides all this, unaided, he saved the capital, when it was attacked by the Gauls, and through that the state itself, a thing that would have been the most glorious act of all, if he had not so saved it, in order that he might, as its king, become its master but in all matters of this nature, although valour may affect much, fortune does still more. No person living, in my opinion at least, ever excelled Marcus Sergius, although his great-grandson, Catiline, tarnished the honours of his name. In his second campaign he lost his right hand, and in two campaigns he was wounded three-and-twenty times, so severely that he could scarcely use either his hands or his feet. Still, attended by a single slave, he afterwards served in many campaigns, though but an invalided soldier. He was twice taken prisoner by Hannibal, for it was with no ordinary enemy that he would engage, and twice did he escape from his captivity after having been kept, without a single day's intermission, in chains and fetters for twenty months. On four occasions he fought with his left hand alone, two horses being slain under him. He had a right hand made of iron, and attached to the stump, after which he fought a battle, and raised the siege of Cremona, defended Placentia, and took twelve of the enemy's camps in Gaul. All this we learn from an oration of his, which he delivered, when, in his praetorship, his colleagues attempted to exclude him from the sacred rites, on the ground of his infirmities. Footnote. Among the Jews, and other nations of antiquity, it was considered an essential point for the priests to be without blemish, perfect and free from disease. End of footnote. What heaps upon heaps of crowns would he have piled up if he had only had other enemies? For in matters of this nature, it is of the first importance to consider in what times the valor of each man has fallen. What civic crowns did Trubia? What did Detiscinus? What did Lake Trasimenus afford? What crown was there to be gained at Cannae when it was deemed the greatest effort of valor to have escaped from the enemy? Other persons have been conquerors of men, no doubt, but Sergius conquered even fortune herself. End of section five. Recording by phone.